Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Just a quick heads up before we get to our next story. It does acknowledge the existence of sex. And uh, indeed, it also will... uh, deal with and discuss issues around sex work and prostitution. So if that's not your thing, uh, now is probably the time to um, switch off or go make a cup of tea or something along those lines. Uh, Because it is often said to be the world's oldest profession, and while there have been strides towards legitimising and destigmatising sex work, Prostitution is still, it's probably fair to say, one of the most vilified and scorned professions there are, and our next guest is trying to change that. Based in New York, Caitlin Bailey is a sex worker rights advocate, a comedian, a writer, uh, and wants to improve the status of sex workers in society. Her stage show is called Whore's Eye View. It's billed as a one-woman show about 10,000 years of prostitution, female emancipation, and sexual freedom. Caitlin is currently in Wellington, where she's performing at the New Zealand Fringe Festival, and she's on the line now. Kia ora, Caitlin, and welcome to New Zealand and tonight. Thank you so much for having me. How have you shown? You've, you've just pretty much just come off stage at Bats Theatre, haven't you? <laughs> yes, we had a great show tonight. Wonderful crowd, and I had a lot of fun. Great stuff. Yeah, the crowd at Bats is always good. Um Caitlin, tell us a bit about your background and how it led you to do what you do today. Sure. Um, Well, I spent 10 years as a stand-up comic before getting involved in sex worker rights. I've done sex work myself to subsidize comedy, um, you know, the way a lot of folks have used Mm -hmm. sex work to fund careers as, you know, in the arts or as students or entrepreneurs. Um, And then in the U.S., uh, prostitution is, uh, is criminalized and is becoming increasingly surveilled and controlled. A lot of friends of mine are losing bank accounts, getting stopped at the border, and things are getting really scary. Um, I've been obsessed with sex workers in history. Um, I run a podcast called The Oldest Profession, where every episode we do a deep dive into a different sex worker from history, contextualizing their story in their own time and connecting their story to the ongoing and global struggle for sex worker rights. After spending a couple of years as an advocate working for decriminalized sex work and talking to legislators, I turned my attention back to cultural work, which is how I've come to be here performing this show that I hope to take all over the world. When you say sex work is criminalized in America, what do, what this might seem a, a dumb question, but what does that actually mean? Sure. 70,000 people are arrested for prostitution-related offenses every year, and millions more lose their homes, their jobs, or their children because they engage in this work. There are legal brothels in a few rural counties in Nevada, but other than that, um, trying to exchange sex for something of value is not only criminalized, but also increasingly surveilled. 
in 2018, there was a federal law that erased the places that sex workers were using to schedule and screen their clients online. Places like Craigslist Erotic Services or Backpage or places where sex workers were using to exchange information with one another and clearly communicate with potential clients. When they did that, that, of course, pushed the entire industry further underground. And we know what prohibition does to markets, and it doesn't make them safer. Yeah, it's actually, it it is quite striking how many countries around the world um, just totally outlaw uh, sex work and prostitution, right? Like, I think it is still very much the minority of countries that have any element of of prostitution actually legalized. Yes, New Zealand really set an example for the world, decriminalizing prostitution in 2003. Um, and so I'm I'm really here to learn from the incredible sex worker rights advocates um, and folks that have made that happen and hope to take good news back to the U.S. about how it works here. Your show is called Whore's Eye View. It's, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a comedy show, but it has, it, obviously it has this um, very... Um, great gravity behind it thematically is the medium of comedy is is this a conscious choice using the medium of comedy to introduce these uh, themes and ideas to people who might otherwise be resistant to them well i'm a stand-up comic Um, i've been performing stand-up for 10 years and we all use the tools that we have to do what we do but i i do believe that if you can make people laugh you can make people listen And that's certainly the goal with the show. I'm asking people to reframe maybe the oldest stigma. I know it's a big ask. You are also the founder and executive director of Old Pros. Um, Tell us a bit about this organization and what it looks to achieve. Sure. Um, Old Pros is a nonprofit media organization, and we are trying to create the conditions to change the status of sex workers in society, specifically in the U.S. We send out a weekly newsletter. We have a big presence on social media. We work with sex worker advocates uh, all over the world. And we believe that media storytelling is uh, a powerful lever for shifting entrenched beliefs on this issue. Do you think the nature of sex workers? is changing quite dramatically, particularly given the advent of of new technologies in platforms, things like OnlyFans and and similar platforms like that? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, technology changes, but, you know, the oldest profession, some core elements remain the same. I do think that sex workers are enjoying a moment of, you know, sort of cultural relevancy and visibility. But, you know, you can sort of look to the the trans community or the queer community in the U.S. Visibility doesn't necessarily lead to more rights. But we are at a cultural moment where I think this conversation um, is uh, especially relevant. Um, But what's also possible with, you know, not just OnlyFans, but also facial recognition technology, you know, we have more visibility, but there are also more surveillance tools available. So people who, you know, used to be able to do this work in a more clandestine or anonymous way, you know, facial recognition technology is connecting people to the content that they create. And that's how people are losing, you know, their homes, their jobs and and their children. Do, do you draw a distinction between, for example, OnlyFans work and, um, and, and prostitution in a, in a brothel or are they part of the same um, umbrella from your perspective? 
from my perspective, I mean, sex work is a big umbrella term that includes all kinds of, of sex work, whether it's, you know, criminalized or not. So I think that we are all victims of the same stigma. Um, and when you're trying to build a political movement, um, it's better to have a big tent. So I think we're all in this together. What would it actually take? You, you mentioned that you'd, you've spoken to lawmakers and legislators in mm-hmm. this space. What does the route to greater liberalisation of sex work in America actually look like? Because the political system over there is um, is is difficult oh, and polarised. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting because there's actually a kind of unity on this issue. You know, conservatives who have always stood against, you know, not just, uh, you know, prostitution, but also homosexuality or contraception, of course, are united against us. But there's also an element on the progressive left that has turned prostitution into a symbol of violence against women. And so there are a lot of well-meaning feminists out there that are working working to try to, you know, eradicate people that do this work, and they're doing it in the name of helping people. And that's a big message in my show is that if you know, if you look back to the, you know, the white slave law in the US, um, or all of these efforts that have combined, you know, um, well-meaning progressives or feminists um, and prohibitionists with traditionally segregationists and uh, conservatives that would like to strip women of property rights or the you know freedom of movement, when we say we are cracking down on prostitution, historically, we are cracking down on public women or women in public. And so I don't, I don't feel like it's my place and I'm not the right messenger to reach, you know, an entrenched conservative moral majority audience. But I feel like I can speak to well-meaning feminists that the implication of many of the laws that they're advocating for, like end demand or shutting down the brothels or, you know, trying to erase prostitution from the Internet, it's not we're not helping people. We're, we're literally hunting the people that we say that we're trying to help. And that message is, and that's the audience that I'm trying to reach. You know, people like my mom. Right, yeah. Well, I, I mean, wh- what does your mom think? Uh, my mom's come a long way. Hmm. Uh, very recently, we had a, um, a fantastic moment. Um, she read a review of the show and she posted it on Facebook. My mom's very active on Facebook. Um, and hmm. so all of her friends had an opportunity to sort of chime in and be like, oh, I can't believe your daughter is doing this. And uh, my mom is, you know, parroting back uh, lines about sex worker rights that uh, she may have pulled right from the old pros website. Um, I know that she's been reading our newsletters for a long time. Um, and so I know that she's very proud of the work that I'm doing, but it took a couple of years to get there. Yeah. Did you have to take her on a, on a bit of a journey to get to this place? Well, actually, you know, it's a, a, a little bit of a personal, uh, uh, you know, my, my ego. Yeah, we don't need to get into hurt. it. Sorry, I don't uh, mean to pry. No, 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 no. It's, no I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. It's just that John Oliver was the one that sort of moved her on this issue when he did a fantastic segment on sex work right. for last week tonight. So even though I've been talking about this for years, uh, she had to hear it from a man. Bloody John uh, Oliver, so right? We've been, yeah. we've been laughing about that. <laughs> Yes. Well, I mean, John Oliver actually corrupted one of New Zealand's uh, most important elections recently. Um, Bird of the Year. Yeah, Bird of the Year. We have a vote on Bird of the Year and John Oliver got involved in it and um, uh, and his bird ended up winning. But um, yeah, we don't need to get into that. Um, In terms of your show, who do you hope 
comes to it and what do you want them to take away from it? My show is really for everyone. You know, the core message of Whore's Eye View is that sex workers can and should reclaim our legacy as entrepreneurs and community builders and artists um, and independent women. But it's also for, you know, well-meaning feminists like my mom and, you know, conservatives like my dad. Uh, It's a combination of, you know, deeply informed history lecture, a stand-up comedy show, and also a personal story. Um, but I've I've crafted this show in a way that there really is something for everyone. So even if you think that this isn't for you, please come see the show. Talk to me afterwards um, and give me an opportunity to reframe this issue for you. Do you think we'll ever get past the stigma that surrounds sex work? I hope so. Um, I can't help but be optimistic. I've dedicated my life to this work. I do know that what we're doing now isn't working. And we've spent over 100 years trying to arrest our way out of this problem. And, you know, we haven't, uh, we haven't made a dent. We haven't prevented horrific exploitation in the industry. We haven't done much to prevent prostitution. Um, We've only made it more dangerous for everyone involved. And you don't have to believe me. That's, you know, coming from Amnesty International and the World Health Organization and the UN and dozens and dozens of human rights and sex worker led organizations that know that decriminalizing sex work, which is the model that you have here in New Zealand, is the only policy that reduces violence. Caitlin, we've got about 20 seconds left. You've got uh, three shows this week, 22nd, 23rd and 24th at BATS. And then where are you heading off to after that? Yeah, February 28th and 29th, we're going to be at the Pitt Street Theatre in Auckland. Um, After I take the show to Adelaide and Newcastle in March, I'll be returning to New Zealand for the Nelson and Naden Fringe Festivals. And you can see all of our upcoming dates on our website at whoreseyeview.com. Great stuff. Caitlin Bailey, thanks so much for your time today. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.